from Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I go solo to talk about pricing, discounts, and the Choose Your Discount sale. I share my pet peeves around shopping online, why I so rarely run sales, what was different this time, and when to buy something, final sale. Hello, lovelies. So I decided that it was time for you and I to have a little chat. Not really a chat, more of like a a kumbaya kind of moment, I guess you could say. Um, I just felt like there was so much that goes into a... Um, a sale like the one that's happening now on impactfashionnyc.com that's the choose your discount sale and I wanted and I wanted to talk about it I wanted to talk about pricing I wanted to talk about sales I wanted to talk about what goes on behind the scenes on something like that um I also think that in general it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about money so we're gonna get a little uncomfortable that's the plan we're gonna get a little uncomfortable I'm a tiny bit uncomfortable but we're going to work through this together. And and I wanted to talk about, you know, why I'm running the sale the way that I am, um, why the Choose Your Discount sale is a Choose Your Discount sale. Um, I get a lot of questions around sales in general, why they don't happen more often. Um, and we're going to address it, I guess. Um, we're going to go through a couple of my own personal pet peeves also, which is always fun, <laughs> I guess, to go through those. Um so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uncomfortable to talk about money, but obviously price is something that you consider, you should consider when um, when purchasing anything. Um, and uh, and and I'm not I'm not dumb. Like I know that my product is, I don't want to say that it's like incredibly expensive. It's not like luxury level price. Um, but you you could be not naked with things that are cheaper than what I. Uh, than, than what I sell, which is fine. If that's, if that's your priority, then by all means, continue, c- continue in that way. That's, I have absolutely no problem with that. And I'm, and I'm happy that you're listening to this either way, honestly. Um, I'm happy that you enjoy the podcast, that you're part of the community and in whatever way you get out of it. I don't think that you need to be a customer to enjoy the, to, to appreciate what it is that, that Impact Fashion puts out into the world. And I appreciate you being here either way. Um, my my product is more expensive than most other brands in this space. Definitely than most other modest brands. Um, I don't, when it comes to like general plus size brands, it's not, I don't consider myself a plus size brand. I'm an inclusive brand. But either way, um, like I said, you could be not naked for less money. That's for sure. And there are a couple reasons why my items cost what they do. Uh, Number one, fair treatment of workers is really important to me. So all of my pieces are made locally here in New York City. There's a sustainable aspect to that as well, um, that things are not sitting on a boat. Thank God my things are not sitting on a boat right now. Um, um, And that there's less shipping costs and not only just costs, but um, time and things like that. Um, And when I say costs, I mean like carbon costs and things like that, not necessarily dollar costs. Um, 
and making things sustainably just costs more. I don't stock a huge amount of inventory um, for two reasons. I don't have the space to store it. And also I don't want to have a lot of inventory. I don't, there's a huge amount of waste that happens in fashion, both in the production process. When you're cutting fabric, there's a lot that gets thrown out. There are things you can do to minimize that. And I do all of the things to minimize it. Um, but there is still a certain amount of waste there that's just going to have to happen. And if you're making, you know, hundreds of garments, that's going to be, that waste is going to be much more than if you're making, you know, a single hundred garment or something like that. Um, and, and all of that just costs more. There's a cost involved there. Quality costs more. Um, there's, you know, having, I, I've never been in this for the money. I've always just been a girl who wants to make dresses. So having something that is constructed properly and that I would actually wear has always been really important to me. And frankly, I don't understand anyone who does this just for the money. It's too damn hard to do it just for the money. Um, like I could think of way easier ways to make the same amount of money, if not more. So yeah, there's that. Um, so that all, with all of that, you know, there's that, that costs more, um, making things in New York city, uh, costs more. And also I know that the people making my clothes are being treated properly. And that is so important to me. Um, I personally do, I, I can't walk into a store like Zara or H and M without knowing that if you're buying something for 10 bucks, you know, or Shein or Shane, however you say that. If you're buying something for that inexpensive, uh, somebody somewhere is getting seriously taken advantage of. And I don't want to have any part in that. And I certainly don't want to be producing a line uh, under those terms. So all of that is, all of that's important to me. Um, I'd like to think it's important to you as well. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And and I'm not apologizing. I'm really not. Um, maybe explaining, but not apologizing in any way, shape, or form, because I know that my pieces and designs are worth it. I work really hard <laughs> to make them worth it. Um, so yeah, I guess you could say this is more of an explanation why my things cost what they cost. And, and I know that that's not for everyone. It's, it's, it's not, and that's fine if it's not for you. And there were other things that were also important to me as well. There were other things that, particularly when I decided to make impact online only, which was, I mean, it was a decision that I made in January of 2020, which um, looking back, good call, Rifki, good timing. Obviously, nobody could have known. I mean, that's, I mean, a call it luck, divine providence, somebody smiling down upon me. I think of it as kind of all of the above. Um, when I made that decision, I made that decision for a bunch of reasons. Up until that point, I had been um, stocked in stores as well. So the majority of my sales actually were coming from wholesale. And um, and then I had a couple of things that I was selling online. But for the most part, I was selling wholesale. And then in January 20, I decided that I was going to sell exclusively online. And I had a lot of reservations about that decision. Um, it was really, it was kind of the thing that I knew that it would either go it would either work or it wouldn't. And I figured I would know within about a year or so. Obviously, 2020 was not the year to be making any kind of major life changes or decisions, but here we are. So yeah, that was that was definitely an interesting ride. Um, but I had a lot of reservations about making the company online only because I don't... I'm fortunate enough in my life to not be surrounded by yes men. To be surrounded by people who 
care about me and will and have no problem giving me their their real opinion on things and that's something that I consider a real blessing and all of the people around me so my mom my sisters my husband all of them their first reaction when I was started talking about I think that I'm gonna go online only was I wouldn't they they right away said I I would not make a two to three hundred dollar purchase online a clothing purchase online I wouldn't do it um it's just not something that it's it's they they just said I it, it it's they just wouldn't do it and the truth is that I kind of felt the same way um I it takes a lot for me to make for me to purchase clothing online and especially when you're in like that you know you're not in the $50 bracket that's also something that needs to be considered so at the same time though at the same time that we all had our reservations I kind of had a sneaky feeling that we were probably in the minority and at the same time I felt like for myself at least I felt like there was a universe where if a million different qualifications were met like I felt like there were some scenarios where I would make that purchase where I would take the where I would take the you know quote-unquote risk of buying a piece of clothing online and and I kind of set out with that as my blueprint what is the online experience that even I would purchase from that even my toughest critics would purchase from um that people who do not like to shop online would enjoy shopping online at and that was kind of my starting point that was where that that was my benchmark that's that was the that was the bar that I had to clear and and I started bouncing ideas off of off of my toughest critics and what resulted was the online experience that even we would trust you know we the people who hate shopping online would buy from and originally that looked like a couple of different things and and I'm gonna walk through them honestly just because I, I hope other brands are listening to this and will steal this list because I would love for online shopping in general to become less annoying. Um, so, you know, for, for the things that were important to me and that, you know, and in, and in this list also, you know, my my toughest critics, as we'll call them, uh, mostly my family, um, a couple of friends as well, that, you know, the things that were important to us in an online experience and an online shopping experience were super clear photos front back I'm not interested in like your Instagram like very edited highly filtered don't know if the color that I'm looking at is actually the right color she's spinning in a meadow and I don't know how long the dress actually is and or what part of the what I'm seeing on the dress is actually the dress and like some shadow from some long um tall grassy thing that she's standing in no I want clear photos front and back sticker in front of a white wall those kinds of things. I actually had a really frustrating experience with a brand that for obvious reasons will rename, remain nameless. Um, I bought this dress. It had a cute print. I was like, okay, this might work. I buy this dress and it comes and it has this huge keyhole back. Um, there's a significant, I want to say like it's maybe five or six inches long, um, a keyhole in the back, which is something that I personally am not comfortable wearing. Um, and otherwise it was totally up to my modesty standards. So it was like a high neck and long sleeves and everything. So I would only need to layer something underneath to close up this keyhole. And I'm thinking, how did I not notice that before? Like, how did I not realize that there was this giant keyhole in the back? 
So I look back at their site and I look back at their social and I look back at every single photo that I've ever seen of this dress and in all of the photos the model's hair is down so you can't see the keyhole back because it's behind her hair and I was really annoyed because had I known that there was that keyhole there I never would have bought it whatever in the end I sent the brand a really nice email like hi you didn't tell me there was a keyhole in it please take this back and they did so I guess that's a happy ending to the story. But the whole thing was just annoying. Why didn't I know that this key... Like, it shows up, and I'm like, why is there a hole in it? Like, I thought it was broken for a second. Um, Which is annoying. So, yeah, clear photos, super important to me. Um, Easy checkouts that didn't make me think my credit card was getting stolen. That was really important, particularly, actually, to my mom. Because she was saying how she doesn't... She's like, I don't know what these sites are. Like, if it's not a site that I've heard of, then I'm not going to give them my credit card information because I don't trust them. Like, it's got to look legit. So... That was also important. So working really hard on the design and also like most of like the actual checkout Shopify does, but making it look official, that was important as well. Um, Having actual measurements and accurate sizing for every single garment, that was really important because every person is different. So, you know, I could tell you that I'm 5'2 from here till tomorrow, but you could be looking at the dress and go, okay, if it hits her kind of there when she's 5'2, but I'm 5'6, where does that work on me? And unless... Like you could kind of figure it out, but also if I just tell you, well, the dress is 40 inches from shoulder to hem, then you can go, oh, okay, I know what 40 inches are. That's a thing. Then it's just easy to size and and accurate sizing as well. Knowing, you know, measurements and inches, universally accepted things and stuff like that. Wow. I could just realize that like the, I sound really annoyed. And the truth is that I do get really annoyed about these things because, oh, Oh, I'm not going to go on the sizing rant right now, but it's a good one. But either way, it's the kind of thing where it's, you know, if you got to be on the right for the, for the love of God brands, please put inches in your size charts. Please include size charts. Let's start there. Include size charts and make them with actual inches and make them accurate. And then there was also just, you know, the ability to figure out what my size was. And that also ties back to, you know, just having it be accurate. And also none of this Oh, if you usually wear a medium in this, this skirt was cut small, so you should size up in this one skirt. Or or this dress runs big, so you should size down in this. No, I want my size to be the same in every single piece. Um, and that goes back to also what you get with, you know, sustainable and ethical manufacturing that's also done to a high standard. You get that consistency because you don't have to, like you, you don't have to worry about making these tiny adjustments that are not so tiny and that actually make it really annoying to shop. And then the most important thing to me, because at the end of the day, you can have all of that information and it's, it, you need to try clothes on. You need to try clothes on. You just do. Even, even for my, even for myself still, I know like, I have a really good idea of what looks good on me. I know what fabrics look good on me. I know my measurements. I know what I like to wear. I'm a, I'm the perfect candidate for someone to just buy something. Right. Um, And yet, you still got to try the thing on. And so for me, returns were a a must. They were absolutely positively necessary. They had to be easy. They had to be something that, um, that was, you know, not too much of a pain to do. And it was important to me also that there were no stupid restocking fees. I understand that there are costs involved with processing a return. Trust me, I process lots of returns and I understand those costs more than most people, I would say. I still think that a restocking fee is, frankly, it's it's atrocious. I think that it is, um, I think that it is the, the I don't want to say it's the worst thing that a company can do, 
it's up there for me. Um, and I also think that, you know, if you include that in the cost of the garment, that's just what it is. I'm not saying that, you know, with, like I said, with a luxury product comes a luxury experience and that's, and, and that's included in, like, I don't want to be getting nickeled and dimed here and there. So all of those was where we started, <laughs> you know, all of those were like, those were the bare minimums that, um, that I felt had to be in place in order to create this online experience that even I would shop at, that like even my mom would shop at. And as the company has grown, the site is really continually evolving. I'm always on the lookout for new features that can be added and for new ways to make things better. I've also had the opportunity to get to know so many of you lovelies. So honestly, a lot of the features that I've added um, over the past, I want to say year or so, have been by your request. You know, things that you have pointed out to me are, um, you know, just your own pet peeves of, around shopping online. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually is kind of annoying and taking it from there. So, you know, an example is actually the shop by size feature. It's really annoying to fall in love with a dress or a skirt or a top and click on it and then you know, go to your size and it's sold out. And then to do that again and again and again is just really frustrating. So I have this feature on the site. It's actually in the main menu. It says shop by size and you can select your size and it will only show you everything in stock in your size. So you know that, you know, at the very least, what you're looking at is in stock in your size, which is fantastic. Same goes for shop by shape, actually, because um, getting, I was getting a lot of requests for, you know, people explaining to me, you know, I I'm a triangle body shape, which means I carry most of my weight in my hips. And, you know, what What are your recommendations for me? So I made these collections based on body shapes, based on the four main body shapes, triangle, inverted triangle, rectangle, and hourglass. And you can see my specific recommendations for each body shape. So it makes it really easy and you have a much better chance of having something actually fit you, which is fantastic. Uh, nursing zippers was another thing that was a feature that was requested. I was getting a couple of requests, enough Um I was getting enough requests for nursing friendly styles that it was on my radar, um, but not quite enough that it made sense to go ahead and make a whole, you know, nursing line. I think that there are some great uh, nursing friendly lines out there. Um, and it just wasn't something that particularly interested me. It's still not something that particularly interested me, but it's still a need that um, that plenty of lovelies have. So what I did was was that I uh, added this option to the site where for an extra $5 on your order, you can have a pair of perfectly color-matched zippers included in your order. Comes with a card with the instructions for your seamstress on how to install those zippers. And uh, there's also a list of dresses on the site that are my uh, picks for dresses that are good fits for that you know things that it's it's not an alteration that can be done to every single piece so it's um so it's my picks for that you know it's my it's the the pieces that I think are the best candidates for that alteration and it's something that you can something that you can do um another thing that was requested actually was uh to have uh items that are completely sold out kind of like removed from the site so that they don't clog up the uh, a lot of lovelies told me they found that annoying to be browsing through a site and see tons of sold out things. I totally get that. So that's another thing that I've been more on top of, of as things sell out completely to remove them. Um, yeah. And th those were all just part of, you know, those, and it's, con it's continuous, you know, by the way, if you're listening to this and there's something on my site or any other site that you really hate, send me an email, let me know, and I'll address it. Cause it's important to me that this be as close to the perfect online experience as humanly possible. And, and part of that for me also, honestly, like part of how I find things that I want to update um, or things that, 
you know, things, things that I want to change is that I pay attention to things that other brands and companies do that I either love or don't love, usually don't love or mainly don't love. I don't know. It's call it a quirk of my personality. It's easier for me to hone in on those things that I don't love. I don't think it's a quirk of my personality. That's a human trait. Um, either way, but when it came to sales and promos, for me personally, I found that it was super common for brands to have a lot of promotions, either having a sale like once a month that lasted a week. So every fourth week or whatever was a, was another sale um, or that like as the sale went on, the discount got higher. So you never know like, OK, so if I buy it now, 15 percent off, but then in two days, you're going to tell me that it's 25 percent off. And then in three days, it's going to be 50 percent off or something like that. Or they'll have a lot of promo codes flying around. So there's always like some 10 percent off discount code with a blogger flying around, um, you know, or with multiple or something. So you always make makes me feel like I need to start typing in every like Jewish name that I could possibly think of into the checkout code thing to see if something happens to my order. We've all done this. I know. Um, so yeah, that's been something that I've done as well. Um, and, and it's just, it was, it just made it, I don't know. It's when companies use that kind of pricing strategy and it's a pricing strategy and, and it's a perfectly valid pricing strategy and I'm, I'm sure it works for them. I, I hope it works for them. Um, it made me think that the prices were inflated. Honestly, it it made me hope that their prices were inflated because it's either that or that the business was bleeding cash. And I certainly don't, I, I hope it was an option too. Um, I, I really do believe that there's enough for everyone to go around and I really do want everyone to be successful. So for their sakes, I hope that that was the case. But as a shopper, mm, didn't give me the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things don't give me the warm and fuzzies. So for me... When I approached pricing the collection, it's a fair price for what you're getting. And that's done and end of story. That's the price and it's a fair price for what you're getting and it doesn't change. And that's it. That's that, that, that was important to me that there be that level of transparency there as well. And the truth is that shopping sales are stressful. They just, I find them very stressful, um, especially from, if you're shopping from a small business, which thank you, by the way, um, on behalf of all small businesses, yay. Uh, but one of the downsides of shopping from a small business is that we tend to not hold as much inventory as larger businesses. Um, so you never know how much is available, but you're pretty sure it's not a ton. So you feel like you have to make a decision right now and you don't really have the chance to think it through. And if you don't do it right now, then the opportunity is going to be lost. And, and it's just like my heart is pounding, just saying this and just ew, <laughs> really just ew. It's just, it's not the way that I never wanted anyone, I, st- I, I, I never want anyone, not, not past tense, present tense. I have pieces in my closet that make me sad. They do. They make me sad because I look at them. They don't really look great at, on me. And I got stuck with them for one way or another, usually through some kind of like bad final sale purchase or um, I don't know, just like a bad buy in general, something that I tried on and didn't really love, but decided that maybe I will one day love it and, or, you know, maybe it'll work with this other top or whatever. You know, there are things that that I don't wear very often and when I do wear, they make me sad. And being in my closet, they just, they make me sad because clothes like to be worn. Happy clothes are clothes that get worn. And I never want to be 
the sad piece of clothing in your closet. That to me is the absolute worst outcome. I would rather, I I mean, I would rather you not buy than, than be that sad piece of clothing in your, in your closet. So when it comes to all these, you know, gimmicks and everything, I, I can't, I can't do them. I, there's, it's, it's not why I do what I do. I don't do what I do to just sell, you know, dresses. I, selling dresses allows me to do what I do, but that's not, like I said, there are, there are simpler businesses to be in if you're in this for the money. And I have never been in this for the money. Oh, I could, yeah. Well, I, if, if anyone is in fashion for the money, like, don't be. If you're thinking about going into fashion for the money, don't. It's just, like I said, like, there are simpler ways to make a lot more money. Um, and, and, and yeah, so that's, that, that, that's, that's how I feel about sales in general. So for me, I price fairly based on, you know, what, what it costs me and, you know, what I need to cover my overhead and, you know, make things work and run the business sustainably from a financial perspective as well. Cause you know, it's a business, there's math involved. It's got to add up. That's how it is. So I price fairly and I don't run sales because that's, cause, cause they're stressful. <laughs> cause they're stressful for really everyone involved. And the truth is, is that, um, thank God my designs really sell out quickly enough that I don't really have to, um, things, things tend to go pretty quick. So, um, what I did do actually, you know, kind of my first, um, nod, I guess you can say, and it's looking like after the choose your discount sale is over, this cleared section won't even be a part of the site anymore because pretty much everything in it is, um, flying off the shelves. But, um, my first nod to trying to solve this sale issue was that I made a clearance section of the site. And those were the things that you would typically see people put on sale. So it's the kind of things that have, you know, uh, either just a couple sizes left or just a couple pieces left and, um, you know, discounted. There were some really good deals in there, like some up to like 40 to 50% off. Um, I still allowed returns on purchases made from that section because I don't, because you need to try clothes on because you need to try clothes on. Um, and the, the clearance section was kind of my first answer to this. Um, honestly, if you're listening to this after this podcast episode is significantly after this podcast episode is released, you might not see a clearance section on the site now. Um, because I don't think that there'll be anything left to be in it. I'll have to see, I'll decide Wednesday morning. Um, but that was kind of my first answer to it was to have kind of like this always sale happening or like that, you know, the, the virtual rack at the back of the store where you can find good stuff. That was, that was my thought process there. And, and that was it. And I was just a brand that didn't run sales and that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Lovely's asked really nicely, by the way, really nicely. I mentioned to a couple people, they were like, oh, why are you doing a sale? I know you don't do sales. And I said, people ask for it. And they're like, oh, that's so rude. Be like, it was actually really sweet. Um, you know, all the requests that I got were things like, I love your designs. I love your, I love your style. I, lo- I love what the, what the company stands for and body positivity and taking care of yourself and, and all of that. It really speaks to me and I can't wait to be able to support you. And, and, and I need to wait for a sale for that to happen. And I mean, I can't say no to that. I really can't. And there were enough requests like that, um, that made me feel that it was probably time for a significant kind of sale. But then we circle back to that math. 
math. Ooh. There's math involved in running a business. And a lot of the math involves costs. And there's cost involved in processing a return. Um, there's the cost involved in just the time that it takes to properly process a return. And then there's a cost that's a little bit harder to quantify. And that's having it out of inventory. Because, because I stock a dozen sizes, there is not that much of each size for each style. Uh, because I am dealing with limited space. So if somebody decides to buy, let's say, the flutter dress in sizes 8 and 10 to see if, you know, which one works for them, then and then send back one of them, let's say send back the 8, the 8 will be out of my inventory probably for about a week under the best case scenario. That means that nobody else can buy that particular you know, no one can buy that flutter dress and that color, whichever one she chose in, um, and, and that there's one less size eight in inventory during that time. And when you're talking about a popular style, like the flutter dress, then it, it could cause problems because those tend to sell out really quickly. So that's, that's kind of a more ephemeral cost. It's a little bit harder to quantify. So if, when you factor in those costs, both you know, easier to quantify and less so. There's a there's there's costs involved in a, being able to accept returns. So I was faced with this choice, I guess you could say. I could run a significant sale where everything was final sale because I would be taking out the cost of processing returns. Um, which by the way also includes the shipping labels because I offer free return shipping because again, um, I think it's the right thing to do. So that was part of it, you know, I part of the cost. So I could either have a significant sale where you couldn't return or a still significant but less so um, promotion where you could. And I went back and forth on this for a very long time. I'm talking maybe a month or so. I was really, I couldn't decide. Um, I, re- I really couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. I didn't want to make everything final sale. I didn't think that was fair. I didn't think... I didn't think that it should be up to me to force that on people. But at the same time, I kind of figured that there would be some people who would be willing to take that final sale risk for a more significant discount. And it kind of wasn't my decision to make. So the revelation that I had was... Why do I have to make the decision? Why should I? It's not it's it's not my decision to make. It should really be the decision of the buyer. And that's where the choose your discount sale was born. Uh, for a good two to three weeks after I had this kind of initial brainstorm, I ironed out the kinks, um, talking it out with that group of people that I'm fortunate enough to have in my life. My little brother also um, is very much included in that group. Uh, he's a huge part of those discussions. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that he packs most of the orders that go out. Um, he kind of he does most of the logistics and and, and we really talked it out, um, you know, how to make sure that it was really easy to understand and shop and and all of that. Side note, scheduling when the actual sale would take place was not fun at all. Um, just because between mine and his schedules, we're very busy. Um, which is why, by the way, when I say like no gimmicks, when I say that the sale is ending Tuesday night at midnight Pacific, I literally mean that because we don't have time to run it any longer. Um, 
so yeah, no joke. Um, but we figured it out and, and that's how the choose your discount sale was born. So here's how the choose your discount sale works. There are two sale codes. One of them is returnable 20 and the other is final sale 40. And you're probably figuring out where this is going by now. Returnable 20 gives you 20% off everything on the site, except for the single dress and the ready topper. And you can still return it if you'd like. It's the return policy on those is my usual discounted return policy, which is 10 days, obviously unwashed, unworn, all tags attached. Don't send me your smelly clothes back. I'll send it right back to you, blah, blah, blah. That's the returnable 20 code. The final sale 40 code gives you 40% off, but it's final sale. And it's completely and utterly up to you which one you choose. You will get the same level of service. You will get the same packaging. You'll get the same everything, no matter which one you choose. So... That's how the sale works. It's the choose your discount sale because you can choose your discount and you get to choose your return policy in the same way. Um, and I'd like to take you through when to buy something final sale. And this, by the way, will not apply just to shopping at impactfashionnyc.com. This is in general. Um, these are these are the things that I think of when considering whether I'm going to take that final sale risk. Number one, top of the, you know, beginning first thing is that I want to make sure that I trust the quality of the brand. Worst thing is to, you know, get something on a deal or otherwise, and then it comes and it's just not to my standards in whatever way. So you want to make sure that you're buying from a brand that you know that you're going to get good stuff or that you're going to get something that is a good quality for the price that you're paying. That's number one. Number two, I have to trust their sizing. Um, that means that for me, there's actual numbers and measurements. It means it usually means that I've tried something from the brand before, um, or it's something that I'm you know restocking on something that I already love, and I know that their sizing is pretty consistent. That's that's really important to me. Number three is that I know my size. Or I'm pretty confident about being able to figure it out. Now, if you are shopping it with with me at impactfashionnyc.com, then um, this is something that I help people out with all the time. This is literally what I spend all my time doing, and um, I size I size you based on your bra size, based on other clothing that you have in your um, in your closet, from other brands, from you know all those kinds of things. This is. It's, it's my favorite thing to talk about good fashion with good people. So this is where um, I'm happy to help you out to figure out your size. And the other thing that I've been doing throughout the Choose Your Discount sale is also giving people kind of a a score, I guess you could say, about how confident I am in the size that I'm recommending to them. So sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes when we're not on sale, I'll tell people, you know, get these two sizes and see which one works better for you. And here in the sale, I would say, you know, listen, I'm like 80% sure that this size will work, um, up to you if that's, if you want to take the final sale risk with that information. The fourth time when I will buy final sale, or like the fourth condition, I guess you could say, is that the price is so good that it's worth the risk. Um, sometimes things are just worth it. Sometimes things are, you know, sometimes things are a gamble that I'm willing to take. And that's a decision that every person needs to make for themselves. And the last one, the fifth one is if I have someone that is, that I can pass the items on to if they don't work for me. So someone who is maybe around my size or a little bit smaller, around my size, a little bit bigger, someone who carries their weight a little bit differently than I am, then again, the worst thing is to end up with sad clothes. So that's that's my way of avoiding that. The other thing to kind of keep in mind, by the way, is that alterations are a real miracle. And nine times out of 10, simple alterations, shortening a hem, tapering a skirt, raising a waist, can make a huge, huge difference. Uh, and what I actually did with these final sale items, um, and I, it's, 
I, it, it gives me all the warm and fuzzies. It really does. Um, I included a card on the final cell items kind of explaining this. Which alterations are most um, most common to have the biggest impact? Um, and, you know, what are kind of some of the ways that you can go about doing that and, and all of that. And, um, and also, by the way, one of the things that you can do if you have something and you don't love the way that it fits on you, then take a picture, send it to me, and we'll talk it out. And we'll figure out the way that it can be made better for you. And... Yeah, all, bearing alterations in mind is just really important. So as of when I'm recording this, which is on Sunday, December 26th, the final sale code, final sale 40, has been way more popular. And at the same time, I've had messages and emails thanking me for giving the option to return, which is honestly my best possible outcome. I'm so thrilled that those of you who want a fantastic deal have been able to get that fantastic deal and get 40% off some of my most popular styles or my most loved styles and for some of you this is an opportunity to restock for others it's an opportunity to try the brands for the first time and I'm so thrilled for you that you get that opportunity and at the same time I'm equally thrilled for those of you who maybe are also either restocking or trying for the first time taking a little bit less of a discount but having no risk at all in that purchase and that really just it it makes my heart sing I can't even I can't even tell you how special that is so thank you to everyone who's bought so far um if you would like to shop the choose your discount sale you can have head over to impactfashionnyc.com the sale closes Tuesday night December 28th 2021 at midnight pacific like I said we don't do gimmicks here the the scheduling of this was actually pretty tricky. There will not be any extension. There will not be any like extra special, I don't know what else other like gimmicks people pull. None of that. The choose your discount sale closes Tuesday night, December 28th at midnight Pacific. You can use code returnable 20 for 20% off everything on the site, except for the snuggle dress and the ready topper, or you can use code final cell 40 for 40% off everything on the site, except for the snuggle dress and the ready topper. Um, anything that you buy with code final cell 40 will be final sale. And that's what I have to say on the topic. That's what I have to say on the topic of sales and pricing. And I don't think that was too uncomfortable. We made it through either way. Thank you very much for listening. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. View my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. You can access that, see the collection, see the sweat, see the site by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 12 people listed by Ora Agunod as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant dash parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses, original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.